W269DL Milwaukee, a locally owned Good Karma brand station. Live from under the lights and on the field, Marquette University High School football happens right here on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Hilltoppers football is presented by Gruber Law Offices and sponsored by Capital Insurance Agency, Magic Productions, Annex Wealth Management, C.G. Schmidt, Left's Lucky Town, Liberty Engineering, and Marquette University High School. Now, live from the field, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Warren Price in the broadcast booth. Live here at the D.G. Schmidt Broadcast booth here at West Alex Sports Complex. And we are going to be getting the anthem going pretty quickly here. I have a color guard here. And I'm Evan with Allison, joined again by Joe Damask. And uh, thank you for being back. Hey, it's great to be back, Evan. Great to be back. Uh, thank you and, uh, and Kyle for allowing me that much-needed weekend off. But uh, excited back here for some Hilltopper football tonight. Yeah, uh, Hilltoppers looking to get back on track after last week's 50-21 to 21 loss to Sussex-Hamilton and um, was definitely a tough game all around. I think we're getting ready here for the end. Yeah. So we have the color guard walking out, so we will be quiet here as they come out, and then we'll have the national anthem playing shortly. Thank you to the West Allis Central Marching Band for the National Anthem here tonight. And as I mentioned, we're live from C.G. Schmidt Broadcast booth here in West Allis as the Marquette Hilltoppers take on the West Allis Central Bulldog. And as I was saying, Joe, last week, a tough loss for the Hilltoppers falling 50-21. to They're looking to get back on track here tonight. Yes, Evan. Uh, after four weeks <clears throat> of Marquette doing so well, four straight shutouts, uh, ran into a buzzsaw of an offense last week against Sussex-Hamilton, unfortunately, on homecoming weekend here. Uh, but uh, Marquette looks uh, prepared tonight. They look ready to go. Uh, beautiful night for football. Uh, we're, as we're watching here, Marquette will be going from our right to our left here. Yeah, they'll be... They'll be they will be kicking off here to start this game. West Dallas won the calling toss. De de uh, decided to receive the opening kickoff here to get their offense on the field first, which is going to be led by quarterback number 19, Roland Main, and their running back number four, Jeremiah Brister, who are uh, averaging just under seven yards per carry on 34 carries this season. The Hilltoppers are going to have to do their best to stop him if they want to get a, get out of here with the victory. And speaking of homecoming, it's West Alice's homecoming tonight. Marquette's defense looks to get back to their ways of two weeks ago. Uh, kicking off here again, Eric Schmidt. Canal Turner Baskin back deep. Along back with Peter Wickershine. And as you mentioned, Schmidt in to kick it from the left hash closest to us. We are actually on the Marquette side as they do have two press boxes here at West Dallas Sports Complex. Waiting for the whistle to blow. Here we go. Schmidt approaching the football. The kick is off. It's away and it will be... They're going to say out of bounds or in the end zone and then out of bounds. 
They're going to give it a touchback, so it went into the end zone before going out of bounds. Very close. It was uh, just just inside of that front left pylon here. Could have been called out of bounds at about the one. Luckily, they get a break, and uh, West Dallas will start from the 20. We are missing the pylon over by us, so that's one of the reasons it was hard for me to know for sure. The Bulldogs are coming out with two receivers to the right, one to the left. Moulton, or sorry, Maine in at quarterback. Rickersheim in at tailback here tonight for this opening play. Maine sends a man in motion, takes a snap, gives it to Wickersheim, and he maybe gets a yard, the loss of one, and he'll be second and 11. Malik Lee gets the start at left cornerback tonight in place of Nick Womack. Uh, starting at the uh, safety spots are Tomlinson and Monreal. Sorry, Carson Tapa starting at safety for uh, Tomlinson today. Oh. Tomlinson's dealing with the little ankle issue and getting that taken care of. So Tapa is starting and Shrem being sent over to the sideline for not sure why. Official timeout sends them over. I don't know if it's an equipment issue. They wanted to talk to the trainer about something. Marquette brings in number 20, Evan Meyer. He's had plenty of playing time both inside and outside at linebacker this year, so no huge drop-off with uh, Schramm coming out. Empty backfield, takes a snap, looks to throw under pressure, scrambling, throws it in the middle, and it's almost intercepted by Monreal. I mean, he's going to want that one back. Yeah, West Dallas Central runs a simple 10-yard out pattern to their right. Monreal uh, is there in coverage, throws behind him. Monreal almost comes up with a diving interception. They're not really huddling up, but I can't really call it a hurry up. It's kind of a slow up offense a little bit. They don't huddle. They call the play at the line, but they're very slow on getting it in. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Rickersheim in the backfield next to Maine. Maine takes the snap, looks to throw under pressure. Throws it deep down the field, and it's going to be incomplete. Nigro in the backfield giving him some pressure immediately. Yeah, Moulton had to get rid of that ball very quickly. Also pressure heavy from the defensive line. Luke Fisher there getting a uh, hand up. Uh, West Dallas Central will... One second, just go. Here we go. They are going to punt it away. Marie Looking Smith Jr. is the punter. Uh, Monreal back to receive it for the Hilltoppers. Meyer coming back in for the punt as Schramm is, looks like getting, uh, talking to the athletic trainer. Marquette has nine guys up on the line of scrimmage. Let's see if they get a rush here on this punt. High snap, fields it, gets the punt away. It's a short kick, going to bounce at about the 40 and die there and going to get downed by the big lineman, Aiden Kerwin. 5'11", 319, gets down there and downs it. Nice speed by the big guy to down that kick. And Marquette will start uh, with their first possession here in the West Dallas side of the field. Great starting field position for the Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers starting offense is pretty much typically what we've seen all along, except Mike Nolan getting the start at right tackle for Charlie um, Igrasano as he is not playing here today. Novotny to the right of McDevitt, two receivers, to the left, one to the right, 3-4 defense for the Bulldogs. McDevitt claps the hands, takes a snap, looks to throw, swing pass into Votney, caught, 
Gets to the 45, gets to the 40, 35, gets tackled at about the 31-yard line, and then be a first down hilltop. Just a swing pass to the right there to Novotny out in space, matched up one-on-one with the outside linebacker. Great juke move, and uh, able to uh, make a move, get the first down. We have an injury for the for the Bulldogs as they tend to him. Uh, Want to take a great time to thank uh, tonight's broadcast booth sponsor, C.G. Schmidt, a proud Marquette University high school supporter. C.G. Schmidt is your trusted building partner for over 100 years. Learn more at cgschmidt.com. And also want to thank Gruber Law Offices for being the presenting sponsor of high school sports on the award-winning 1017 The Truth Gruber Law Offices has been serving our community for over 35 years, and they are proud to be part of the city of Milwaukee. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call the winning team at Gruber Law Offices, and they will take care of you. They are there here to help you 24-7 and have been serving Wisconsin for over 35 years. Make one call, that's all, at 414-276-6666 or visit gruber-law.com. Com. The injury, injured player is off the field. We are underway here. Empty backfield for the Hilltoppers. Three receiver, two to the right, two to the left, and a tight end close to the line of scrimmage for McDevitt. Claps the hands. Going to do a draw up the middle. Gets to the 30, gets to the 20, and gets inside the 20. About the 17, 618 yard line before being tackled. Quarterback draw all along. Yeah, design quarterback draw. Nothing else you could really do as far as running the ball with nobody in the backfield here, but McDevitt can back to his running ways. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Novotny returns to the backfield. Takes a snap, pitches it to Novotny to the left. He gets to the 15, gets to the 10, the gets to the 5, and he gets roped. Nope, fighting his way inside. Nope, they're going to say he's down at the 2, and it'll be a first and goal, Hilltoppers, and Tommy the. Luda Slow getting up. It was a high tackle on him, so hopefully he's all right. Got 16 out of 17 yards there, Evan. Thought he had the edge there. Just tripped up right at the uh, goal line. First and goal, Marquette. Three receivers to the left. Novotny to the right of McDevitt, and we are having West Dallas taking a timeout to slow things down for them and figure out what to do here on defense. We're going to take a 30-second break here. This No, actually, we're going to leave it here, Kyle. Um um, so we're going to leave it here and just kind of talk about this game a little bit more. The uh, West Alice comes in, uh, winless on the year, and good game, Joe, for Marquette to try to do a, uh, I guess, a get-back game after last week's performance. So I was kidding you before the game, Evan, about, hey, I leave for one week and all of a sudden you give up 50 points here. But um, clearly Marquette is looking to use last week's game as, as a learning experience. Um, they've stressed all week. Uh, our staff has stressed the importance of staying focused. Um, and they can always say when you go on vacation, Evan, you, 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 can't, uh, you can't come back and not bring a gift for anyone. So I'm hoping to take this run that we <laughs> have here together. Um, into November, and it's going to get chilly, so I got this for oh, you, Evan. Thank so you so you're much. You're an honorary I hilltopper now. Appreciate it. I have to throw this on at uh, a break of action here. Appreciate that. Going to have two receivers to the right here. Russell by himself to the left. Mc... Novotny to the left of McDevitt. H-back left of the formation. Claps the hands, gets the football. Novotny up the middle. Touchdown, Tommy Novotny. In from two, it's 6 nothing Hilltoppers. 
and that is the 16th rushing touchdown for touchdown Tommy there He's we back go at it uh, just a simple uh, lead play to the left going behind those big horses on the left side Gabe Miller Jack Hart just like they've been doing all year Marquette comes off off the uh, ball strong uh, Tommy didn't even get touched walking into the end zone great start to a great bounce back game for Marquette we had a personal foul penalty on Marquette so the touchdown looks like it's going to stand yeah the touchdown will stand it happened after the play um, or not but I guess they're going to enforce it on the kickoff not the extra point Smart move there by West Dallas. It's not much difference, quite honestly, for Schmidt to kick one in from 20 or to kick one in from 35. But if you have him kick it 15 yards back from the kickoff, there's a chance they could get a return. Exactly. So Schmidt in for the extra point. The snap, the hold is down, the kick is away, and it is good. With 10-19 here to go in the first quarter, it's Marquette Hilltopper 7 Bulldogs nothing. We'll be back in 30 seconds for this kickoff. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Truth, reason, and tolerance shaped our U.S. Constitution. But those building blocks of democracy are under attack. Big tech social media splits us apart, hurts our children, and causes violence and terror in our communities. Be a part of the change. Go to counterhate.com to learn more. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. We're back here at the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth here at West Dallas Sports Complex. The kickoff going to be at the 25-yard line for Eric Schmidt. The returners, same as before, Rickersheim and... Turner Baskin standing about the 10-yard line. Let's see if he can kick the touchback here from here. That'd be quite the task. It'd be about a 75-yard <laughs> kickoff. The whistle is in. Schmidt begins his run up to the kick. The kick is away. It's a high kick. It's deep, and it's going to go out of bounds just short of the goal line. It almost got to the goal line. Yeah. It's close. About but 70, 73 out of those 75. Yeah. I wonder if possibly... Should have should have kicked it off this time more from the middle of the field rather than the hash as the momentum from kicking on the left hash kind of pushed it a little bit out of bounds. But the Bulldogs will take over at the 35-yard line. Main coming back in at quarterback. Rickersheim still in at running back for the Bulldogs. Marquette's defensive line. Same when they had all but for those few weeks when Tate Kowalik was injured. But it's Tate Kowalik at one end, Luke Fisher on the other, and uh, Silent G, Pelly up the middle. They're spotting the ball at the – I don't know where they're spotting the ball. Where are you guys going? Like, are they making a re-kick? Oh, re-kick. Oh, ball start on – oh, they're going to get in the ball at the 50-yard line. Correction. Bulldogs will start their drive on the 50-yard line. First and 10, Bulldogs. I'm very confused right now, but okay. So we have four receivers stacked to the left of the formation. Awkward formation. One receiver to the right. Empty backfield for Maine. 
Takes the snap, looks to throw, throws it quick, caught, and brought down quickly. Turner Baskin caught the ball. He's brought down quickly at about the 42-yard line. Just a quick hitch to the right side. Marquette was given about a five, six-yard cushion on that. Malik Lee was able to react immediately, make the tackle after about a seven-yard gain. That's yeah, a weird formation there when you have the four receivers stacked like that, just just straight across. It's a legal formation as long as you have five guys on the uh, five guys on the line four in the backfield it's fine we'll get back to that formation in a minute trips to the left one receiver right back to the quarterback draw up the middle and number 20 evan meyer on a quick tackle going to be a loss of a couple and bring up third down yeah great play by evan meyer number 20 coming up the middle stopping that quarterback draw when they come out in that four man uh diamond formation they're trying to confuse the defense mix up the uh the zones that uh, the defenders are are looking to defend and uh there uh it was more of a decoy have marquette spread out and then run the quarterback up the middle evan meyer said no i have not seen shrem return to the game yet evan meyer's still in the game for him looking for him on the sideline he's Hidden in the group of bodies down there. Going to be trips to the left, one receiver right. Kind of the same, similar formation with the kind of stacked one behind the other. Empty backfield, takes a snap, looks to throw across the middle. It's intercepted! Intercepted by Bryce Roeder. It's going to be first and 10, Hilltoppers. Mark. Marquette has Roeder drop back uh, from his middle linebacker position. They run a crossing pattern. Bounces off his hands right into Bryce Roeder's hands. Heads up play. Uh, great interception there by the senior captain, Bryce Roeder. It's going to be first and 10 at their own 43-yard line. Great field position for the Hilltoppers. We have two receivers right, one to the left. Novotny to the left of McDevitt. One deep safety. Sends a man in motion. Takes a snap. Quick throw to Russell. Russell cuts inside, gets to the 50, gets go. to the 40, gets to the 30, and he gets brought down and inside the 25-yard line, brought down at the 22-yard line. Nice catch and run by Cam Russell. Marquette set up a bubble screen going to, to both sides. Novotny on the right, Cam Russell there on the left. He catches it right in the flat, turns it up for a gain of 35. They flip the formation. Roby Brown pushes to the left with Cam Russell. Takes as a man in motion. Pitches it to Roby Brown. He has the corner. Gets to the 20, 15, 10. And he's touchdown Hilltopper. Peyton Roby Brown in for the touchdown. Peyton Roby Brown or PRB. Such speed when you get that guy going in, in space. It was a simple jet sweep around the right side. He had all the momentum, got to the edge, and just turned on the Jets for the touchdown. Roby Brown coming in, more like more of a receiver this season, and he has 12 catches for 133. Another catch there in the Jets' weep. But they can't run the ball with him, too. He's just a weapon you want to get with uh, any ball well, any way you can. Eric Schmidt in to kick the extra point. The kick is away, and it is good. It's 14 nothing Hilltoppers with 8.26 here to go in the first quarter. We're going to take a quick 30-second break. When we come back, it'll be uh, Marquette kicking off to the Bulldogs. This is high school football, Hilltopper football, on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. 
Capital Insurance Agency in Brookfield is an independent, local, family-owned insurance broker that has been helping families and small businesses for 47 years. Capital Insurance's long-term customers are proof of their commitment to building relationships that last and are just not a transaction. The team at Capital Insurance takes pride in protecting you, your family, and your business. Contact Joe Sladke, a Marquette High class of 2009 graduate, as he and the staff at Capital Insurance are ready to assist you. Learn more at CapitalInsuranceWI.com. Nothing like Friday Night Lights on the Gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. Eric Schmidt set to kick off the ball from the middle of the field this time, moved it away from the hash, kicking it from the traditional 40-yard line, runs up on the ball, kick is away and it's going to be through the end zone for a touchback it's going to be first and 10 uh bulldogs at the 20. coming back to that touchdown here marquette now up 14 nothing spreading the ball around first tommy novotny with the first touchdown uh rushing the last one we were discussing over break goes down in in the uh, stat column as a touchdown pass i believe for mcdevitt he flipped it forward on that jet sweep and uh, prb did the rest but you had mentioned him being more of a um uh, a receiver, he, he's certainly played running back his, his freshman and sophomore year, so he's he's familiar both catching and running the ball. Yeah, I remember he had some uh, nice rushing totals last year, but I took the last year's numbers off my sheet already. <laughs> Takes a snap, gives it to the back, and he finds a quick call, but it closes quick. Rickersheim gets a gain of about three, and it's going to be second and seven. I'll give him a gain of two, second and eight. Central showing some sign of life there with their offensive line, certainly not giving up. They had a nice push there on the right side. Let's see if they come back. Uh, they have had no success rushing left, but rushing right there, uh, they, they move some Marquette defenders. Roland Main still in the quarterback here for the Bulldogs. Rickersheim Ricker still in a tailback. Have one receiver out wide Pass the hashes to the left. The ball is on the right hash, and he's out past the left hashes. We have trips to the right stacked close to the formation. High snap, pitches it, and nowhere to go. Maybe a gain of one, and that was very close to being a false start. The receivers looked like they got a little bit of a head start. Yeah, they had, again, that bunch formation there, which is three receivers, not the four that we saw earlier, but three receivers to the short side. They tried the pitch to the short side of the field. Not a play I typically like to run. You don't like to run the pitch into the sideline using that uh, sideline as a, sort of a 12th defender, but um, got a short gain on the play. Well, they're going to give him an extra yard than what we thought they gave. It's going to be third down from the 24. It's going to be a third and about six here. Showing blitz off the corner with Nigro walking up, takes a snap. Nigro comes. Under pressure, flushed out of the pocket, going to have to run, and he is going to run out of bounds as he had nowhere to go. Nigro and Roeder on the chase, and he just took it out of bounds. Great play there by Nigro. You could see, though, when, you, when they lined up, it was a stunt between the end, Fisher and uh, Nigro, freeing up Nigro to slice inside. Fisher went out, Nigro sliced inside, getting that pressure. Great stunt there by the Marquette defense. Schramm back out there, and he helped chase him out of bounds as well. Maurice Smith, Jr. Monreal standing just on the other side of the 50-yard line, walking back to about the 46-yard line. Takes a snap, low snap, kicks a high, short kick, and going to go out of bounds uh, somewhere. We're going to see where the officials 
spotted as going out of bounds, but it will be great field position from the Hilltoppers once we know where the ball is being spotted. That's the second time uh, the snap has been very shaky by the West Dallas Central Bulldogs. Marquette gave a little more pressure there. I would be surprised if the uh, special teams don't come after one of these soon. And these have not been smooth snaps either for the Bulldogs. This was a little high, you know, short and high. The last one was a little long and high. He had to go up and kind of get both of them. And it's going to be at the 28-yard line of the Bulldogs. Great field position for Marquette. We're going to have... Two receivers out to the left, Cam Russell and PRB uh, in the slot to the left, and Thad Hoffman by himself to the right, takes a snap, fakes the handoff, rolls to his left, looking oh to, gosh. he's going to tuck it and run, going to get inside the 25-yard line, gets a couple, and it's going to be second down and about four for the Hilltoppers. He had uh, Peyton Roby Brown downfield on a corner, uh, wide open, literally by 15 yards in the end zone. It's tough running to your left. I get it. Uh, PRB was wide open, though. I'm sure they'll come back. Roby Brown moves to the right of the formation. McDevitt takes the snap, gives it to Novotny, goes off to his left, gets to the 20, gets to the 15, gets to the 10, and inside the 10 before being pushed out of bounds, they're going to give him the 7-yard line. Simple zone play to the left side following... Uh, the tight end, Jude Ballinger, uh, just was able to seal the edge, got to the edge, brings him down to about the uh, six, seven-yard line. Ballinger moves to the right of the formation in a, more of a H-back position. Two receivers right, one to the left, and the botany switches to the left of the quarterback, takes a snap, fakes the handoff, gives it to Roby Brown, in. and he walks in the end zone for the touchdown, and that's another Hilltopper touchdown, and it's uh, 20 to nothing here with 5.56 to go here in the first quarter. That one will go down as a, as a handoff uh, and a rushing touchdown for PRB. This time comes in motion out of his slot position behind McDevitt, running to our left uh, and uh, untouched. Uh, West Dallas got sucked inside there on the left side, and uh, PRB was able to walk into the end zone. Schmidt in for the extra point. The snap, the kick is away, and it is good. It is 21-0 Hilltoppers or 5.56 here in the first quarter. And uh, Marquette definitely getting refocused here tonight as they are, you know, not trying to just you know put down the other team but they are clearly the better team between these two and they're showing tonight that they are it was a state a statement game tonight we're coming out strong statement weekend rebounding from from last week the uh uh you know west dallas uh central bulldogs short on numbers uh both at the varsity level and program wide uh they uh had to cancel uh, they don't have uh, a JV team. They had to cancel that JV game against uh, Marquette's JVs last night just due to numbers. Uh, they have what's called a, a JV2, which our, uh, our freshman team played last night, but that's a combination of freshmen and sophomores. Uh, Marquette freshmen came out strong last night, starting the weekend with a 35 to nothing nice. victory over West Dallas Central. We have a full moon across from us here on the press box. Here We are on the, uh, the Hale pet press box. Yeah, that's neat. Reddish and yeah. I heard the other uh, announcers in the call it a harvest moon. It looks really neat from our that it does. vantage point. Schmidt in the kick from the middle of the field. Last couple kicks before the last two went to the left. So he kicks it this time middle straight through into the end zone for a touchback. It's going to be first and ten 
Bulldog from the 20, and your thought there, typically he always kicks from the hash closest to us, or closest to the his own bench here. Um, the, la the first two went and left. Uh, one was close to being out of bounds. The other one went out of bounds. Now they've moved it back to midfield, I mean the middle of the field to kick. What do you think that reasoning is? Well, slight adjustment. You, on the opening kickoff, we talked about how close it was to uh, going out of bounds, and then the second kickoff obviously did. So uh, just some slight tweaks, some slight adjustments, always thinking uh, his leg's strong enough to kick it from, you know, um, anywhere on the field and get it in the end zone. So makes sense to do that. Jeremiah Brister checking in at running back for the Bulldogs. We have two, two receiver, or three receivers to the to the right, one to the left. The third receiver is more almost in the backfield, more as a running back almost where he's lined up. He's back deep. They're going to fake the handoff, and he's under pressure immediately. And Josh Knacker in for that sack along with Luke Fugman, or Rex as you like to call him. Yeah, Rex came uh, from his nose guard position, giving pressure up the middle. A lot of indecisiveness from the West Dallas backfield. It was a, sort of a, a read option, and neither one of them wanted to keep the ball, it looked like. And uh, if you just stand there, you're going to get hit, and that's what, exactly what happened. They did run that little bubble screen to the right, I think. They thought about throwing two and didn't have any time to make that look down there. Two receivers, three receivers to the right, one to the left, one to the right. Takes a uh, sweep to the left and gets knocked out of bounds by Monrio is... Jeremiah Brister, after getting a few yards, bring up third down. West Dallas Central pulls their uh, their right guard, their backside guard, trying to do a sweep left, bring an extra blocker. Uh, just not quick enough to get to those Marquette defenders there on the right edge. They're going to flip the formation back with three receivers to the right, one to the left. Turner Baskin is the nearest to the, form, uh, to the line uh, slot receiver. Maine looking over the sidelines to get the play. Taking a, a lot of time here. We're at 5-11 left here to go in the first quarter. Going to have an empty backfield. Correction, there's two receivers out to the left. Takes the snap. Looks to throw. Under pressure. Hit as he throws in the middle. And it's intercepted. Intercepted by Carson Tappa. And he's going to get tackled inside the 30-yard line of the Bulldogs. What a great play by Tappa. Good for him. Uh, the junior defensive back making his first start of his varsity football career. Uh, just hanging out there playing his free safety position almost in center field there as they're in uh, coverage to defend those trips receivers. And the quarterback just threw it up there. I mean, it was third down, I guess, same as a punt, but uh, great interception by Tappa. We have trips to the right, tight end on the left, and we got Dorley in the game, a tailback this time with McDevitt in the backfield. McDevitt claps his hands, gets the football, moves to his right, looking to throw, throws it deep down the field. Roby, oh, dropped. Just at the Roby Brown had the touchdown. He dropped it just before he got to the end zone. He had a, he had a defender there coming over the top. Maybe he caught that out of the corner of his eyes. It distracted him for a half of a second. But, um, yeah, that would have been touchdown number three for, for Peyton uh, just out of his fingertips. Dorley still in a tailback. Moves to the left of McDevitt. Two receivers right, one to the left. Deep safety help over the top by Cam Russell. Don't want to get beat deep with him. McDevitt claps, sends a man in motion, claps his hands, gets the football, hands it to Dorley up the middle, and he fights his way inside the 20-yard line, gets tackled at about the 17-yard line, 
and it's going to be another Hilltopper first down. You mentioned Cam Russell, and he's been doing great all year. I had a chance to talk to him this week, getting some interest um, from the University of Wisconsin. So, yeah. um, he received an offer from them. Yeah, uh, preferred walk-on offer, and he, he's mulling his options, but he's going to have a lot more, I'll tell you that. Russell in the slot to the right, Hoffman out wide on that right side as well. Roby Brown to the left, takes a snap, looks to throw, under pressure, scrambles, makes a man miss, jukes a man, cuts back across the field. McDevitt gets tackled at about the 15. Omi gets a couple yards, but he ran for about 20, it seemed like. <laughs> you, you, you stress as a coach about, about wrapping the guy up and getting your arms around him, and there's a lot of arm tackles there attempted by the uh, the Bulldogs, ultimately leading in that game by McDevitt. I don't know McDevitt had those Barry Sanders juke moves in him. I don't think McDevitt knows he has those <laughs> juke moves in him. <laughs> Two receivers left, one to the right. McDevitt takes the snap, gives it to the back, up the middle, fights his way, gets... Close to the four, first down. We'll see. Depends on the dog and am just short of the first. Give him the 10. Nice run by Dorley up the middle. Yeah, Mc, Mc, Dorley doesn't have a lot of those moves we were just talking about, but he is strong, and he will run hard and, and drag defenders with him here. He's got about third and two. Trips to the left. Tight end. Up. Whistle blue. It's going to be a penalty, and we're going to see if it's fall. going to be a false start on the Hilltoppers. Back it up five, and it'd be third and a little bit longer. Marquette there was looking for, looked to be uh, a run play to the left. They had uh, the backup tight end, Will Grellinger, number 80 in the game, um, leading the way there for uh, Dorley. Fortunately, it's coming back. They're going to have Hoffman go to the right of the formation this time. Russell out wide to the left. PRB in the slot to the left. Dorley next to McDevitt to his left. McDevitt claps the hands, fakes the handoff, throws it into the end zone, and it's just a little bit too high for Cam Russell. Good coverage, but if Russell, with his jumping ability, typically gets those, but just a little bit too high, and I don't think he quite saw the football in time to go up and get it. Yeah, McDevitt just throwing that fade route to the back corner of the end zone uh, to Cam Russell. Just overshot him there by about a yard or two. Looks like it's uh, bringing up fourth down. And Marquette seems to be leaving its offense out on the field. The offense staying in on the field. Just want to mention uh, Mitchell Henry, the other kicker, is uh, getting a lot of practice, and I wonder if he's going to do some kicking tonight. McDevitt rolls to his left, throws it into the corner, and it's caught. The official goes down. It's going to be close to the first down, depending on the spot. And they're going to say it's going to be short of the first. Going to be a turnover on downs, I think. Nope, incomplete pass. pass. Going to be incomplete pass, turnover on downs, and it's going to be first and ten Bulldogs. Uh, up 21, nothing. You, you know, if, if you don't want to have to go for the field goal, uh, at least at this point they pin them deep, uh, and uh, Marquette will come out on defense with West Ellis Central starting deep in their own territory. I'm glad the official is okay as Russell went out of bounds after catching that. Bumped into the official. Official went down and gets up and makes the call. I've been knocked down before in that same position, just but getting ran over by three or four guys and still pumped the two-point conversion good. <laughs> My leg hurt for about two weeks after that, but I was good. 
<laughs> Coach Bellardi, one of the defensive back coaches for Marquette, uh, took a shot about two weeks ago on the sideline, too. We were talking about that. So it could be a dangerous place on those sidelines during uh, live game yep. action. Got to pay attention. We got two receivers. Two receivers left. One to the right takes the snap, gives it to the back, trying to find running room. Doesn't find any running room, and he gets brought down at about the uh, maybe the 11-yard line. It's hard to tell where they're spotting it. West Dallas tries to go left again. I, I mentioned this earlier, just having zero success on that left side. The only time they've rushed for any production is, has been going right. I'm not sure why they keep uh, running into a wall, but that's exactly what they're doing. They have three receivers out to the right of the formation, two of them wide at the numbers, standing at the 10-yard marker, one receiver out to the left. Bass Brister, Brister to the left of Maine. Sends a man in motion, takes a snap, looks to throw up the middle. It's deflected, and it's going to be incomplete. Daniel Sharp, the intended receiver. West Dallas came out in a stack formation. That means they have two receivers to uh, the right side of the field, one on the line of scrimmage, one about two yards behind him in an attempt to try to confuse the Marquette defense. They ran that one behind him, the stacked receiver on a crossing pattern, uh, and the ball seemed to be uh, tipped there near the line of scrimmage. Not sure who tipped that, but my guess was it was probably uh, Rex uh, and the line of scrimmage that got his hands up. Going to trips to the left, one to the right, takes a snap, pit, fakes the pitch, gives an end around, and nowhere to go, gets to about the original line of scrimmage, maybe a yard, and that is Turner Baskin on that jet sweep action. Sort of the unsung hero of that play was uh, Mitchell Nigro. When you're playing that outside linebacker position, you get the glory, you know, getting the sacks and getting the, the pressure, but your main job is setting the edge. Uh, and he did a great job of setting the edge when they came around with the attempted sweep. He was there to turn him inside uh, to be tackled by his 10 other teammates. Not sure. It looks like the offense is staying on the field. Yep, the offense is staying on the field, but the quarterback's in more of a punter spot, a little little more closer than a punter would be, but a little deeper than a quarterback would be. I'd bring the heat here. I'd, I'd try to block this. So I don't know if, I think they're, right. yep, they're going to probably take a timeout. Yep. Nope, delay a game penalty. Delay a game on West Hill Central. Five-yard penalty. I'm going to definitely send the house now if I'm the Hilltoppers. Yeah, they're going to get the ball. They're kicking... The punter will essentially be on the goal line, if not a... a I thought they were just trying to run it down and take a timeout, try to get this clock down a little bit here, uh, get out of this first quarter so they can regroup, but uh, instead they take the delay of game. High snap, quarterback gets it, punts it, high Is that a short punt, punt, and it's going to bounce at about the 21, take a... Slight Bulldog bounce to get down at the 25-yard line. It'll be first and 10 Hilltoppers at the Bulldog 25. Central continues to struggle with their punting game. I think they're, if they're averaging more than about 15 yards per punt, I'd be surprised. Marquette's going to get the ball at the 25-yard line moving in. We have 50 seconds to go here in the first quarter. It's Marquette Hilltoppers 21. The Bulldogs nothing. Uh, we are now... About almost nine quarters in a row with uh, the Bulldogs not getting the end zone or a field goal. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Novotny checks back into the left of McDevitt. Sends PRB in motion, and we have a whistle blow. Timeout, West Central. 
And West Dallas Central is going to take a timeout. We're going to leave it here. And, uh, yeah, just not really sure what happened. They were taking in the late game. It's just very confusing. Yeah, a young team, a young West Dallas team. Sometimes uh, you get confused, uh, especially in these special team situations. Obviously, you practice special teams, but not to the extent that, you, you know, you, you practice your offense and defense. And um, Marquette putting uh, PRB in motion quite a bit today. Uh, just to finish my thoughts on uh, yesterday's uh, freshman game, Cadre Lee had two rushing touchdowns in that game. Uh, Monty Moore, another running back and defensive back, had a rushing touchdown. And then freshman quarterback Ben Schrader has a very bright future. He hit uh, two receivers, John Bark, the tight end, and receiver Jack Corby, who's the son of a former uh, teammate of mine. That's nice to see. But spreading the ball around, he's hit now eight wide receiver, different wide receivers for touchdowns this year. Marquette's got a bright future coming up. That they do. All levels of Marquette looking pretty good right now. Going to have two receivers out to the left. Uh... Fire uh, to the right, takes the snap, looks to throw. Caught by Hoffman, and Hoffman, nice gain, and brought down at about the five-yard line. Went a little airborne there with the help of the Bulldog. <laughs> Tried to uh, to jump over the safety there at the end, and safety stood up. He went for about a two-yard ride down to the five-yard line. Yeah, just a little confused on the defense over on our side. Takes the snap, throws it to Hoffman again. This time Hoffman gets in, touch. Down Hilltopper, gonna be 27 nothing with 31 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Nice catch and run for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, that's PRB again. PRB, Pey my Pey bad. <laughs> Peyton Ruby Brown getting his uh, third touchdown, second receiving touchdown of the game today. Just a simple uh, uh, throw out into the flat, a flare pattern. Uh, he was in the slot, turned, and there was uh, no defender that could catch him. Schmidt in for the extra point for the Hilltoppers. The snap, the kick is away. It is good. It's 28 nothing Hilltoppers at 31 seconds to go here in the first quarter. We're going to take a quick 30-second break so we can catch our breath. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. This is 101.7 The Truth, Sherwin-Hughes, host of The Truth with Sherwin-Hughes. My show is enlightening, entertaining, educational, and informative. We talk about everything from national issues to things happening right here in our own backyard. More importantly, I discuss ways that we can come together and find solutions collectively. Listen to The Truth with Sherwin-Hughes Monday through Friday on 101.7 The Truth from 9 a.m. until 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are back with more Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Now back to Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask in the broadcast booth. And for the kickoff, it's 28-0 Hilltoppers, 31 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Schmidt with the run up, the kick, it's deep high kick. It's going to be a touchback, going to bounce at about the... Top of the K in the end zone for Huskies and then bounce through behind the goalpost. It's going to be first and 10 Bulldogs at the 20-yard line. And Marquette coming out with their typical 3-4 defense here. Despite the spread offense here run by West Dallas Central, Marquette's been able to be successful just keeping four defensive backs in the game, not having to bring in that uh, nickelback or, or fifth defensive back. So 
Uh, I imagine they're going to stick with what's working. Brister, a tail back to the right of of Maine. One receiver right. We got left. We got three receivers to the right, stacked with one another, almost in an I formation. Gives the handoff to Brisk Brister, and he gets brought Brister down immediately for a loss of about one. I've never seen that type of formation when they go trips to one side where they're sort of, you, you mentioned like an I formation, the old school I formation, stacked one on top of the other on top of the other. I don't know how much sense that makes. You're, you're putting that third receiver four, four yards, almost five yards deep in the backfield. Uh, takes them a while to get to the line of scrimmage. We are just approaching the end of the quarter. The Bulldogs are going to take it to the end of the quarter, and we have reached the end of the first quarter here in the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth. It's Hilltoppers 28, Bulldogs nothing. When we come back, we'll start the second quarter here at West Dallas Sports Complex. This is the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. This is 1017 The Truth's Melanie Ricks, and I am Milwaukee. I love Milwaukee so much. I love how rich this city is in history, and I love how rich we are in the moment. I think that every day there's something new that our city accomplishes, but it's important that we keep remembering that it takes a village to be great, and I know that we can be great as long as we all stick together. So why not stick together and join the home of Milwaukee's realest conversations where you can speak your truth? We are the new 1017 The Truth. Milwaukee. Black. Talk. Nothing like Friday Night Lights on the Gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. We're back here at the C.G. Schmidt Broadcast booth here at the West Dallas Sports Complex. I'm Evan Witt-Tallison, Joe Damask, my broadcast partner, back after a much-deserved vacation. It's 28 nothing. uh Hilltoppers here to start the second quarter, and it's well-deserved, too, after putting up with me as well. <laughs> oh, not at all, Evan. Takes, snaps away, swing pass. Uh, nope, they're going to say it was not a backwards pass. It was close. But sorry, I just had to, you had to get away from me for a few days. <laughs> no, it, it's great being back, and it's great to, to, to come back to a game like this where Marquette seems to be clicking on all cylinders. And in the Greater Metro Conference, no matter who you're playing, you still have to, you have to prepare, you have to, uh, make sure you're executing here. Uh, Marquette has eliminated, you know, much of its uh, any sort of errors that it's had. It's, it's played its its best quarter so far this yeah, year. Yeah, they made a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes, penalties, drops, uh, just a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. As you mentioned, they're mostly getting fixed here tonight. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Uh, Brister to the left of Maine takes a snap, gives it to Brister, goes off to his right, looking for a lane to run, hits the corner and gets pushed out of bounds. And they're going to say he went out at the 21-yard line. So he gained about two yards for all the running that he did there. He's got some speed there out of the backfield. They send him around. But when you send somebody out on a sweep, uh, or a toss or any play where you're really trying to go to the outside, uh, they've got to be looking to cut it upfield. You're not just trying to run sideline to sideline. Once you see that crease or that lane, you got to turn it up and then break it up to the, break it back off to the outside. Here he just tried to run to the sideline and, and never turned it upfield. Marquette looks like they're going to be in pressure again on this punt. Monreal back deep. Smith Jr. back in the game. High snap over oh, his head. Gets it. Has to run with it. And he's going to get tackled about inside the 10-yard line. 
at about the maybe the eight yard, eight or nine yard line. It'll be first and ten. Hilltoppers at the Bulldogs nine yard line, well in the red zone. We talked about that snap uh, all the first quarter. Every time they punted, it's it's been a show, and that time way over his head. Uh, Mick Kaminsky, number forty-one, the junior defensive back on special teams for Marquette, able to uh, wrap up the punter. Marquette starts uh, with the ball on the nine yard line going in. Russo and Hoffman to the left of the formation. Hoffman in the slot. Russo out wide. Two tight ends to the the right. Gall- uh, Ballinger and Grallinger. And Dorley in the game next to McDevitt. Sends a man in motion. Takes the snap. Pitches it to Dorley. Going to hit the corner. Has to cut out. And he's going to get tackled after maybe a yard or two. Yeah, not necessarily Dorley's strong suit taking a, a pitch uh, to the left side here. Uh, doesn't have the speed of the other uh, running backs. Like I said, he's he's more of a power straight line back there. Uh, Marquette gains about a yard or so. They flip the formation. This time Hoffman out wide to the right. Russell in the slot. Dorley to the right of McDevitt. Takes the snap. Fakes the handoff. Rose to his right. Looks. Going to keep it. And he's going to get tackled after a couple yard loss. McDevitt trying to buy some time, rolling out to his right. Uh, he had three receivers flooding the end zone on that side. Uh, they were well covered, though. That was nice coverage by West Dallas Central. Ultimately plays it safe and just steps out of bounds. That's going to push him back to the 11-yard line. P- PRB checking into the game for the Hilltoppers for uh, Grallinger, the tight end. Going to have him in the slot to the right. Hoffman out. Wide to the right, Russell out to the left, standing at the hash mark, going to switch it and move PRB to the left. Dorley to the right of McDevitt. Claps the hand, takes a snap, fakes the handoff, throws it to Hoffman on a slip screen, and he gets brought down at about the five-yard line. It's going to be fourth down and goal at the five. Trying to get it to their playmakers out in space, just a one-step drop. Uh, Hoffman takes a step across the line of scrimmage, turns inside, catches the ball. Uh, tries to angle in and uh, gains about three. Going for it on fourth down here. Going to go for it. Same formation. McDevitt claps the hands, takes a snap, throws it to Russell in the corner. Oh, Touchdown, right. Cam Russell. 34 nothing Hilltoppers. Perfect fade route to Cam Russell that time, and there was no doubt about that one. Same play we saw in the first quarter here on the other end of the field, though. Um, Cam Russell just fakes inside, takes one step, and then uh, does the fade to the outside. He was uh, poorly covered. He was open by about five, six yards, just standing there uh, right into his hands. Didn't have yeah. to jump or anything that time. So great great play call, uh, great route, and great throw by McDevitt. Yeah, the, cor- the corner bit on the play fake to the back big time. Schmidt in for the kick. It is away, and it is good. 10-22 here to go in the second quarter. It's Hilltoppers 35, Bulldogs nothing. We're going to step away quick. Um, this is Hilltopper Football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Market Hilltoppers Football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Hi, I'm Mike Jerkin, founder of Magic Productions. We're a sound, video, and lighting production company based here in Milwaukee. Our creative team will help you take your event to the next level. 
Magic has become a go-to option for concerts, fundraisers, and corporate events around Milwaukee and the country. As a proud Marquette High alum, I'm thrilled to have Magic Production sponsor Marquette Hilltoppers Football. Learn more how we can bring creativity, passion, professionalism, and expertise to your next event. Please visit magicpro.com. That's M-A-J-I-C-P-R-O.com. Nothing like Friday night lights on the gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices on 101.7 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. We're back here at the C.G. Schmidt Broadcast Booth. It's 35-0 Hilltoppers, 10-19 to go in the second quarter. Schmidt in to kick it off from the left hash again. Give that another try. I wonder if it was helped by the wind a little bit as we did have some wind blowing into our booth. Schmidt runs up on it. The kick is away. It's a high kick. It's going to go into the end zone and bounce into the end zone. It looked like it bounced maybe just short, and it goes in for a touchback. Great great athletic complex they have here in West Dallas. You see on one end zone they have the Bulldogs for West Dallas Central. On the other, they have Huskies for uh, West Dallas Hale. We'll be back here in two weeks. Probably on the other side. Face the Huskies, (laughs) and we'll probably be in the other side press box. But, um, yeah. Oh, I guess we'll be in this one. Okay. We're told by the announcers that we'll be back in this one, so maybe we'll just leave our stuff. <laughs> Kyle might yell at me on that one. <laughs> uh, thanks to Kyle Wallace, our producer here tonight. It, a, a rare, aware of many hats. I'll get into that in a moment. Two receivers left, one to the right, takes the snap. Main looks to throw, throws it deep down the field. Well covered, and it's... Almost intercepted by P.J. O'Brien, knocked it away, and almost came up with it. Yeah, O'Brien was covering him like a glove on that one, just step for step down the right sideline here as uh, West Ellis moves from uh, right to left. And uh, a nice arm there, uh, good power through it for about 40-so yards downfield, but uh, just blanketed by uh, P.J. O'Brien. If he would have came up with it, it would have been a Sports Center top 10 quality interception. Yeah, that would have would have been a one-handed uh, interception. Two receivers right, one to the left. Main at quarterback takes the snap, gives it to the back, tries to go to the outside. Nowhere to go. Different running back is Turner Baskin at the back this time, and he's going to get tackled for two-yard loss. You'd think that they catch on that it uh, it's not going to work trying to get to the outside of Mitchell Nigro. He's just a, he's at this point. I, I'll be a prognosticator and say he's going to be first team all conference but um, he, he is as good as anybody at the high school level is setting that edge and playing outside linebacker. Turner Baskin 10 carries coming into this game averaging eight and a half yards per carry the minus three will hurt that average going to have three four receivers out to the right three of them stacked in the slot one to the left takes a snap looks to throw has time throws it and it's intercepted intercepted go. by Tappa and he is in for a touchdown interception pick six for Carson Tappa makes it 41 to nothing Hilltoppers have a night Carson Tappa his second interception of the night in his first varsity high school start I mentioned earlier in the year he's uh lives on the same street just about uh 12 houses down from me, so there's going to be a, a, a party out in Sussex tonight celebrating a Hilltopper uh, victory and a great night by Carson Tappa. The Tappa filling in for Ryan Tomlinson, who's getting the night off as he's nursing uh, an ankle uh, issue, I'll call it. Don't want to go into more detail than that. And the official is uh, singling. They think he's singling. They're going to run it, or that's for the ball. 
it's nice to see these uh, backups come in and uh, fill in into the starting role and not miss a beat. You know, mm -hmm. it can be a lot of uh, pressure and nerves and things when you're making your first uh, varsity level start. You're not seeing that out of uh, Tappa tonight the way he's been so playing. Make sure you give uh, McDevitt some uh, a hard time in practice this week. I'll tell you why in a second. No problem doing Schmidt that. Schmidt in for the extra point. The kick is away and it is Good with 8.47 to go here in the second quarter. It's 42-0. Hilltoppers will be back in 30 seconds here at the C.G. Schmidt Sports uh, Broadcast booth here at the West Dallas Sports Complex. This is the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. This is Hilltopper Football. More of Marquette Hilltoppers Football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Capital Insurance Agency in Brookfield is an independent, local, family-owned insurance broker that has been helping families and small businesses for 47 years. Capital Insurance's long-term customers are proof of their commitment to building relationships that last and are just not a transaction. The team at Capital Insurance takes pride in protecting you, your family, and your business. Contact Joe Sladke, a Marquette High Class of 2009 graduate, as he and the staff at Capital Insurance are ready to assist you. Learn more at CapitalInsuranceWI.com. Nothing like Friday Night Lights on the Gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. We're back here live at the CG Smith Broadcast booth, and I was mentioning you to give uh, Peter a hard time because he has one job on the extra point team, and he was not out there. And <laughs> <laughs> all the excitement, you know, scoring a touchdown, and uh, especially for these guys scoring their first touchdowns, uh, yeah, Peter forgot to run out on the field with the, with the block. <laughs> Schmidt in for the kickoff, runs up it, kicks it away, and it's going to be able to return this time. Looks like Turner Baskin on it, and he's going to get to about the 20-yard line. Got to return it, but only got to the 20, the same spot it would have been if it would have been a touchdown. Uh, Schmidt's leg might be getting tired now with his eighth, uh, eighth kickoff of the day, I think. So, um you mentioned Mitchell Henry, who's uh, same year as Schmidt. It's tough to be behind a, you know, a, <laughs> the number one kicker in the country. But Mitchell's fully capable. Let's hope we get to see him here in the uh, second half of the game. Forty-two nothing Hilltoppers. Eight fifteen and counting to go here in the second quarter. Ready for play. Whistle is in. We have two receivers right, one to the left. Takes the snap. Pit, fakes the handoff, then gives it to the back, fakes a pitch, and then gives it to Turner Baskin is what I should say. Yeah, Shram there back in the game, as you mentioned, he missed the first series or two, uh, but there was right back in his run-stuffing role, just came right uh, through the A-gap and crunched the guy right in the backfield. Yeah, he played the first snap, then they sent him to the sideline to talk to the trainer and missed the second series and was back for the third. Maine still in at quarterback here. They sometimes play two different quarterbacks, so just watching for uh, Julian Mothin uh, as well. But Maine still in there. Two receivers right, one to the left. Turner Baskin looks like he's still in a tailback, takes a snap. Correction, Brister in a tailback, and he's going to get a couple yards before being brought down, maybe back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, Josh Knacker making the tackle there. Yeah, him playing the uh, outside linebacker spot on the other side opposite Mitchell Nigro there, but just as uh, great of a run-stopping outside linebacker. 
tough challenge here when you're in these type of games is is balancing. How do you keep your guys focused on the sideline when you're up 42 nothing in the second, uh, and then as well as balancing that with the work that you got to give your number ones in order to uh, keep them fresh and sharp and get them ready for a big battle against Brook Central next week. Then corrected, they gave them no gain. It's third and eleven. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Blitz coming, takes the snap, has to scramble under pressure. Makes one man miss, but not the other. Nate, uh, Nate Schramm gets him down with a couple other Hilltoppers right there with him. Yeah, Schrammy right there. Um, uh, initial pressure coming from Mitchell Negro off the right side, uh, forcing the quarterback to step up into the pocket right onto the lap of Schramm for the sack. Punting team in for the... I think for the uh, Bulldogs, I'm assuming the punting team's in there, yep. Marie Smith Jr. coming in for the punt. Monreal standing at about the 36-yard line of the Bulldogs. Monreal might be a little deep. <laughs> this is always this has been exciting all night long with these with the punts by West Ellis. Let's see what happens here. And it's almost blocked. Uh, it got tipped, so we're not going to have roughing the kicker. And it's going to take a hilltopper bounce to about the 29-yard line. The punter did go down, but the official immediately marked that it was tipped. Yeah, so Mar it was partially blocked. Marquette got a block on the ball only going about 25 yards here. My guess is that Marquette keeps the, uh, the dogs out until about halftime uh, before they, um, you know, sort of call them off here. But uh, they came after that punt. They were able to get a piece of it. And if you do that, uh, any contact with the punter is not a penalty. Steinhoff and uh, Josetti were uh, throwing around the ball a little bit here on the sideline, just getting warmed up. We have two receivers to the left. Ballinger and Grallinger lined up to the right, and Dorley still in the game. Claps the hands, takes the snap, goes it to Dorley up the middle. He's got some running room, fights his way inside. The 15 to about the 10 they're going to give him. Nice run by Dorley. Yeah, that's the way you use Jack Dorley. Just an inside trap there, trap left. Uh, and they bring the uh, tight end around, sort of fold him in. Great game there by Jack Dorley. Back to the line of scrimmage quickly. McDevitt claps the hand, gets it to Dorley again up the middle. And he's going to be fighting his way. And he can be stopped just short of the end zone. Guy got his waist at the last second and prevented him from crossing. Dorley gets tackled at the one. Same play, just going to the other side here. Let's get the ball to Dorley here, get him a touchdown. Russell and Hoffman to the left, takes a snap, fakes the handoff with a low snap, but McDevitt keeps it and gets in for six. McDevitt, two-yard touchdown run, makes it 48 to nothing, Hilltoppers. Yeah, nothing special here, almost like a read option. And McDevitt fakes the ball to Dorley going left, keeps it, and just goes right behind his uh, center uh, guard combo and for the uh, for the short two-yard score on a quarterback sneak. Yeah, I wonder if the snap kind of basically said, we're going to do whatever happens now because it looked like it was a low snap. McDevitt on the hold. Schmidt in for the kick for the extra point. The kick is away, and it is good. It's 49-0 Hilltoppers, 4-3 to go here in the second quarter. We're going to take a moment to thank a couple of tonight's sponsors here for this game. The first one, tonight's broadcast booth, is sponsored by C.G. Schmidt, a proud Marquette University High School supporter. C.G. Schmidt is your trusted building partner for over 100 years 
Learn more at cgschmidt.com. And also thank you to Gruber Law Offices for being the presenting sponsor of High School of Sports on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Gruber Law Offices has been serving our community for over 35 years, and they are a proud to be part of the city of Milwaukee. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call the winning team at Gruber Law Offices and they will take care of you. They are there to help you 24-7 and have been serving Wisconsin for over 35 years. Make one call, that's all, at 414-276-6666 or visit gruber-law.com. Eric Schmidt in to kick it off here for the Hilltoppers. Turner Baskin back, one of the deep guys here, had the return of the last kickoff. Schmidt runs up on it, the kick is away, and this one uh, gonna be returnable again. It's gonna be returned by Turner Baskin from about the two yard line and he gets tackled inside the 15-yard line. They think they're going to give him the 12. And guess who? Carson Tapp uh, playing special teams, too. He, he typically plays that on the kickoff team unit, but downfield to make the tackle, having a great night tonight. First and 10 Bulldogs. First and 10 Bulldogs at the 11-yard line. Three minutes left in the, in the first half, and Marquette still has their... Um, Starters out in the game, I guess, is they're going to play these next three and a half minutes, and that'll be it. Our spotter, or the spotter here, helping out both us and the uh, announcer here. Appreciate the help. Going to have two receivers to the right, to the left. Back to the right of the quarterback, takes a snap, gives it on an end around, looking for a spot to run. Some reason tries to take it outside, and the back is tackled uh, quite hard by, uh, looks like, Knacker. And I mentioned that earlier. When you're running sideline to sideline, you're not going to win any football games. You're not even going to get a first down. You have to cut the ball up, and uh, West Dallas is just not getting um, any yardage because they're trying to get to the outside. Marquette is just too disciplined tonight to, to allow anything outside. You've got to turn that ball up. West Dallas Central's not doing it. And he had a running lane if he would have cut it back inside, but he kept trying to go outside for whatever reason and got tackled hard. Takes the snap, going to run with it this time. Going to get to uh, just past the original line. It's going to give him the original line of scrimmage, and he's going to be third down. Nope, give him an extra yard. It's going to be third and nine. Design quarterback keep there to uh, number 19, uh, Rollin Main for West Dallas Central. Mitchell Nigro right there and is uh, in the right flat making the tackle. Third and eight, Bulldogs. Approaching the two-minute mark here in the first half, 49 nothing Hilltoppers. And timeout for West Dallas Central. Uh, we're going to leave it here, preview our halftime. Uh, Alex Telez will be interviewing Annie Zizzo and Johnny Zizzo at halftime. They will be being interviewed by um, Alex Telez. And uh, that is the halftime pro programming here. We're going to step away for 10 seconds to play our legal ID. This is Hilltopper Football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. All of your favorite 101.7 The Truth content whenever you want. The Truth app has it all. The Truth is on 101.7 and 1510 WGKB Waukesha, a locally owned Good Karma brand station.
The music you're hearing in the background is not music you probably typically hear on 1017 The Truth. I don't think they uh, play a lot of bumps coming back from break from uh, Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> Kyle can probably back me up on that, but I don't think it happens. I don't know if Kyle knows who Dwight Yoakam is. <laughs> Old uh, mid-90s to uh, early-90s country singer. Going to have four receivers to the left, one to the right, takes the snap. Going to be a quarterback keep trying to find the corner. Nowhere to go, and he is tackled, hit hard by Evan Mayer and, Meyer and pushed out of bounds. Yeah, Meyer doing a nice job from his middle linebacker spot, flowing from sideline to sideline, able to force out the, uh, the quarterback uh, running to the short side of the field going to be fourth down for the Bulldog. Going to attempt to punt here again. The last couple punts have uh, been interesting, to say the least. At this point, I might, they might consider going for it, even though they're on inside their 10, the way their punting game has gone tonight. Marie Smith Jr. in the punt. Monrio back at about the 37-yard line. 117 counting here, and the snap is away. The kick is away. Better punt than we've seen and it's going to bounce at the 30 bounce uh bulldog bounce to about the 35 and uh, going to be down at the 35 probably his best punt of the night certainly his best punt of the night and monreal there probably kicking himself a little bit he may have been able to feel that on a hop but um, not probably expecting it to get to him as none have yet tonight so um, Marquette will still start the uh, start with the ball in very good field position at West Dallas's 35 yard backups in there for Marquette uh, Luke Josetti in a quarterback wearing uh, number 11 now he likes switching those numbers around doesn't he, he does just to just mess to with mess, us yeah I think just to mess with us here his, uh, his two grant. receivers right one to the left Sends the man in motion, takes a snap, and we're going to have a penalty. And he's going to have to try that play again. We've got uh, false start. False start by everybody. <laughs> yeah, I guess false that is accurate. False start on pretty much everybody on the offense. Got um, Luke Josetti's family sitting right here in front of us in the booth. I was able to say hi to his grandpa before the game, and his grandpa's been a, uh, a follower of Marquette football since since the 90s, and um, it's great to have that family here. Yeah, it is halftime now here, 49 nothing Hilltopper lead. When we come back from break, you'll hear Alex Chalaz's interview with Annie and Johnny Zizzo. This is Hilltopper football and the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. It is halftime of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices. Now to Alex Tellez with your halftime. We are back here at the C.G. Smith broadcast booth as we are wrapping up halftime. Uh, 49 nothing Hilltoppers, and tonight's broadcast booth is sponsored by C.G. Schmidt, a proud Marquette University High School supporter. C.G. Schmidt is your trusted building partner for over 100 years. Learn more at cgschmidt.com. And 49 nothing here. Started to see the reserves towards the end of the first half. Going to see them here once again. And I'm guessing we're going to see a lot of Luke Josetti and Mason Steinhoff here in the second half. Yeah, that's my guess. I'm guessing that uh, for the most part, the Hilltoppers are going to shut down their starters. They've had a, uh, 
good run here in the first half. It's great to get them back, uh, clicking on all cylinders. Uh, before we start the second half here, I want to talk uh, just for a minute uh, to, uh, I guess, Hilltopper Nation um, uh, about the passing of somebody who I'm sure has had quite a bit of influence uh, on members of the Marquette High and Marquette University community. And uh, unfortunately, Father Frank Majka uh, passed away earlier this month. Uh, he was a member of Marquette High and Marquette University for 40 plus years and just made a, a great impact on so many uh, lives in the Marquette community. His funeral uh, is scheduled for tomorrow morning. A number uh, of our coaches here from our staff will be uh, going to that to honor Father Majka. So uh, I know a number of listeners uh, had um, quite a relationship with, with Father Majka and um, we were all blessed to have him as part of our lives. Well, condolences to uh, Hilltopper Nation on the on the passing. Uh, so condolences to that. Marquette here, um, as we start up the second half, they um, have, you can see, you mentioned Mason Steinoff, you mentioned uh, Luke Josetti, the, the pair of uh, junior quarterbacks. They've also got sophomore uh, Frank Briscoe on the roster. Uh, so uh, with the JVs uh, not having a game this week, I wouldn't be surprised to see a number of those sophomores get some playing time out on the field as well tonight. Novotny and Monreal are back deep for the Hilltoppers, or about the 15-yard line, I guess, that considered deep. I don't know what leg this kicker has. Um, looks like yeah, Marie Smith Jr. is in to No, not Marie Smith Jr., correction. 81 is in the kick. Angelo Cruz is in. I, he turned his back. I just saw the eighth, and I just assumed he was kicking too. I appreciate it, guys, uh, for the correction. <laughs> and An Angelo Cruz here, uh, the freshman, uh, getting a chance here to kick off to start the second half. Uh, he also, in addition to kicking, is a wide receiver and defensive back uh, for the freshman. And uh, West Ellis Central, again, we mentioned they're a young team. They list 20 different freshmen on here on their varsity roster um, so although uh, off to a uh, not good start here in 2023 it, it, hopefully they've uh, got the right coaching staff in place now and a young and upcoming group where they'll uh, be competitive moving forward in the greater metro cruises standing on the bulldog logo getting ready to kick Going to run up to it. Kick is away, and it's not a bad kick. It's going to go deep. Novotny has to chase it down at the 5. Going to go up the middle, gets to the 20, gets to the 30, gets to the 40. Crosses midfield gone. to the 50, to the 30, 20, 10. Touchdown, Hilltoppers. Tommy Novotny takes it about 95 yards to the house to make it 55 nothing. Hilltoppers opening second half kickoff. Brought down by touchdown, Tommy. Yeah, it's got to be a backbreaker for uh, West Dallas. A great kickoff, actually. The best kick of the night. The freshman kicks it down to the five-yard line. Uh, Tommy Novotny may be getting a little bit jealous of PRB tonight. Uh, down three touchdowns to one and uh, took it in his own hands and all the way to the house. Touchdown, Marquette. 55 to nothing. Henry in for the extra point this time. Have him wrong on my score sheet here, so I had to ask you the... Uh, in the actual name, I have it backwards, but it's Mitchell Henry for the extra point. Have a two, couple guys late coming off. Snap is away. The kick is away. 
And it is good with 11.44 here to go in the third quarter. And actually, we'll wait. There is a flag down. There's too many men on the field. So we'll see if they have them do it again or not. Yep, legal substitution. And my guess is it'll be walked off on the kickoff. So we're going to step away for 30 seconds. All right, we can catch our breath here. Well, we will keep it here. Correction. Thank you, Kyle. We'll keep it here. And uh, Tommy Novotny now for the... Um, fourth or fifth straight game with at least two touchdowns in the game. Yeah, and that's his first uh, returning uh, touchdown this year. Last year he was um, an honorable mention all-conference special teams player for his work on kickoff returns, and you can see why here, just an electric kickoff returner in addition to all that he provides on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Tommy Novotny has a a touchdown reception, a screen pass a couple weeks back. I believe it was Menominee Falls right before halftime. He had four touchdowns total in that game, three on the uh, three on the ground. Had three rushing touchdowns last week. Has a rushing touchdown and a kickoff return for touchdown here tonight. He now has 15, 16, 17, 18 total touchdowns on the season. I see why you call him Touchdown Tommy. Yeah, living up to the name tonight. Hamilton is up 27-13. Just heard here in the booth. Henry in for the kickoff. Kicking off from the 45 following the penalty. Runs up on it. The kick is away. It's a low kick, and it's going to go into the end zone for a touchback. And I know you've talked about Henry before. Has a good leg himself, but it's hard being the uh, backup kicker um, <laughs> when your kicker is Eric Schmidt and you don't get many opportunities. Yeah, and uh, Mitchell also uh, works hard on the, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, plays some defensive back. Uh, as a junior, so uh, Marquette's going to—he's going to find his way on the field, especially coming up next year as a senior. But um, always good to have um, that that backup in place, and he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's a great kicker in his own right. A lot of different players out there for the Hilltoppers on defense. Number twenty-eight, John Ingram, in at quarterback. I see C.J. Roder, number sixteen, in at middle linebacker. Going to have three receivers to the right. Takes a snap, swing pass. To the receiver and it's dropped incomplete and it'll be second and ten scary pass there for west Dallas central close to be uh, being a lateral there he threw it out to the flat as uh running back it sort of bubbled back uh, dangerous play mitch uh, uh, mick kaminsky in at one of the safety positions um Tapa gets not only his first start but now he has to stay in with the reserves too <laughs> you see Matthew Griffin out there. He started a number of games when um, Josh Knacker was out, so he's playing that outside linebacker spot. Some new names on the Luke defense. Merrick out there as well. Three receivers to the left. Sends a man in motion, and we the center forgot to snap the ball. It'll be false start on the Bulldogs. Let you continue on with who's out there. Sure, Luke Merrick uh, is a sophomore linebacker. Uh, you see Evan Meyer there next to him. You mentioned uh, Mitch Kaminsky, and you've got at the other cornerback spot Joey Spano, the senior out of um, um, St. Mary's in Elm Grove. Emilio Mar Maroon in at one defensive uh, line position. Daniel Bennett, another defensive line position. Going to have two receivers to the left, uh, two to the right, single back. Takes a snap, pitches it. As the Jets weep, 
and nowhere to go at all for number zero, Daniel Sapp. He gets a loss of a big loss that's going to take them down to about the 10-yard line. Number 94, um, senior Daniel Bennett got into the backfield, perhaps a little bit too deep in the backfield. You're coaching defensive line. You don't want... Uh, those linemen to get you know four or five yards deep in the backfield you sort of run yourself out of the play and here he, he could have made a play but just got far too deep into the backfield his linebackers came up though and made the stop rex is the other defensive lineman and joey spano is the defensive back on the far side trips to the left one receiver right man looks over takes a snap high snap gets it throws it down the field challenging spano and it's Underthrown, but the receiver comes back, gets the catch. Great catch there by number 31, Caramine Johnson. It was an underthrown ball, and Johnson made a great adjustment and got it before it hit the carpet. Johnson did have him beat by a step or two there. If he would have aired it out, it could have been a big score, but uh, uh, underthrown, he was able to make a nice adjustment, come back to the ball. Not much Spano could have done there um, coming back to the ball. Some new Bulldogs out there, but some of the same starters out there. Maine still in at quarterback. Uh, Wackersheim in at tailback. He started the game at tailback for these Bulldogs. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Maine at quarterback, and Wackersheim to his left. They're going to send the receiver out to the number closest to us, out wide. Maine takes the snap, going to throw to Johnson, tucks it and starts to run as it was not there. And he gets brought down and sacked by Evan Mayer. He uh, probably should have threw the ball away. Instead, he gets a big sack. Yeah, that's a hard thing to teach a young quarterback is, you know, what's the best time to throw the ball away. Mayer had a beat on him coming from his middle linebacker spot as soon as he flushed out of the pocket. Um, he should have thrown the ball away, as you mentioned. He also mentioned uh, uh, Rex there. That's uh, Luke Fugman. I talked to his younger brother who's in sixth grade and almost as big as him over the, the <laughs> halftime break the the junior hilltoppers playing out at hart park tomorrow at uh, 4 30 so playing burlington so go out and support your junior hilltoppers if you're in the area two receivers tight to the right two wide to the short side of the field to the left quarterback takes a snap wasn't ready for it but catches it looks to throw throws it down the field and it's going to be incomplete it's going to bring up third and very long Luckily, the quarterback caught that because it did not look like he was ready for that football. He just was looking away, looks up, and all of a sudden the football is right there. Yeah, not much Not much you can do when you got to quick turn your head like that. It looks like they're going <clears> to <throat> drop someone back to punt. Marquette's leaving its defense out on the field at this point. They haven't dropped anyone back. Well, the six, no, it's six A, it's third down. It's uh, third um, and they, long. They flipped the, uh, I think they just had the... Uh, <laughs> The chain gang had put up the four and switched it back to a three. Two receivers to the left. Two receivers to the right. Tight formation. Main in at quarterback. Mullen in the backfield. Takes a snap. Looks to throw. Has to run under pressure. Looking to throw. Throws it. A dangerous throw. And almost intercepted. Falls incomplete. Number 41. Kaminsky will like that one back. Yeah, that was Mick Kaminsky. He's been uh, playing that defensive backfield now for three years. It was, uh, uh, again, flushed out to his left. It's a tough throw for, for a quarterback, and uh, at least he got rid of the ball this time, didn't want to hang on to it and get hit by Evan Meyer again, who's uh, following him with uh, more pressure. 23, Joey Spano back deep for the Hilt Toppers. 
Smith Jr. in to punt. It's been an adventure. Snap is a way better snap than it's been. Blocked. And it's blocked. And it's going to be fighting for the ball. It doesn't really. It's going to be Hilltopper football regardless. And it's going to be Hilltopper football. They recover it inside the 15-yard line. Thought that number 94 there, uh, Allen was going to scoop and score. Or I'm sorry, Daniel Bennett was going to scoop that and, and get into the end zone, though. Tough for those D linemen to yeah, be running full speed and maintain their balance, grab the ball. But Marquette will still get it uh, inside the, uh, the West Dallas 15-yard line. I believe he's the one that got the block as well. Josetti in at quarterback. I think you need to talk to his grandpa and grandma and tell him to pick the one number for us. Trying to figure out what number he's going to wear every week is exhausting here. Yeah. <laughs> Have two receivers to the right, one to the left. Uh, empty backfield. I think we're missing some people. So I don't. Yep, there we go. Yes. West Dallas is taking a timeout that's going to benefit the Hilltoppers. As they didn't have a running back out there. They did try to run out uh, Judson Hansbro out onto the field there, number 38, the senior running back, uh, but uh, caught a break there. Yeah, the uh, Bulldogs were not in the correct personnel either, so they had to take a timeout. And I, I thought they didn't have enough people because they had one receiver each direction, empty backfield. That didn't make any sense to me. So I know math, math is not my subject. I'm not a math major. I work in radio and social work. I don't do a lot of math. <laughs> so, but I figured my math was uh, not that off. So, the Hilltoppers come back out. Josetti, the junior quarterback, in with Hansborough, going to line up to his left. One receiver out to the right, two receivers to the left, and waiting for the ready to play whistle. And here we go. Josetti claps the hands, gets the football, hands it off to Hansborough. He goes up the middle. And he's fighting his way towards the goal line. And do they give it to him? They're going to say he is at the one. Maybe the one-inch line, Evan. He was uh, just a, uh, a lead right, uh, right over the right guard. And just kept churning his legs, driving, driving, driving. Almost punched it in there, Marquette. Uh, on about the half-yard line. Same formation as before. Hands row to the left of Josetti. Claps the hands, gets the football. Hands row up the middle. And he gets into the end zone. Touchdown, Hilltoppers. Hansborough up the middle for a one-yard run, and it's 62-0 Hilltoppers. Two impressive runs there by Judson Hansborough for his first varsity touchdown. It's good to see um, he, he runs in the end zone. He takes the ball. He hands it to the official, acts like he's been there before. Uh, just a, an outstanding young man. It's great to see him get some playing time out there on the field tonight. Hansborough with 56 yards coming into the game, improves his total yards there. Henry in for the extra point. Josetti on the hold. The hold is down, the kick is up, and it is good. 63-0 Hilltoppers with 4.42 to play here in the half. Are we going to leave it here or take a break? We're going to keep it here. My uh, boss is telling me I have to stay on the air. Cannot send it to a break here. <laughs> so we're at the timeout here. And uh, next week... Next week, Marquette's taking on Brookfield Central. We'll yep. be back at home there at uh, at Hart Park. So come out next uh, Friday night and support or, or listen to us again against Brookfield Central mm. next week. You beat me before I could get my, uh, <laughs> my sheet here that I had it written down. But 
coming into the game, Marquette was 10th in the state. They were 7th last week, dropped 3 spots to 10th for this week in Division 1. And the Hilltoppers, very convincingly, very convincing victory here tonight. 4.42 to go here in the third quarter, 63-0. Uh, the Bulldogs lost 49-0 last week to Brookfield East. Henry in for the kick. Wickersheim and Turner Baskin, I believe, back deep for the Bulldogs. Runs up to the ball. The kick is away. It's a high short kick. Fielded at the 10. Going to get up to the 20 and going to get roped down quickly. The first person there is Spano as the first one there for the hit. Yeah, Spano's been a, a terror on special teams all year. Uh, plays into that uh, second dairy role as well, but uh, really just one of their aces on the special team, so not a surprise to see him flying down the field making plays. Give me first 10-10 Bulldogs, and then give him the 23-yard line. Give me first and 10 at the 23-yard line, four minutes and counting here in the third quarter, 63-0 Hilltopper. See number six, Augie Stangle, uh, senior defensive back, coming out into one of those safety positions alongside Mick Kaminsky here. We have a different quarterback in there, James Davis Jr., the junior quarterback in now. Two, three receivers to the right, tight, takes the snap, looks to throw, throws it, and it's going to be incomplete and go out of bounds, and it's going to be second and ten. Just trying to attack that uh, right flat again. They, they did it on the last drive. That's where it was nearly a lateral here. Same similar play. Better throw this time, just not handled by the uh, receiver for West Dallas Central. Norwick Smith out to the left for the Bulldogs. And we're going to have four receivers to the right. Going to motion the back out of the backfield. Brister going to be out with the receivers. Davis Jr. by himself in the backfield. Takes the snap. Looks to throw, under has to scramble, nobody open, throws it, and it's intercepted. And trying to see who came up with it. Ball is intercepted. Number 42. 42. Matthew Griffith. Matthew Griffith on that interception. Interception. Marquette's going to take over at the 24-yard line of the Bulldogs. Yeah, Griffith, a super athletic linebacker, has played uh, on the offensive side. He's played uh, quarterback earlier in his career and found himself on the defensive side. But great, great athleticism there by the uh, the junior and uh, able to step in front of the pass and uh, make the interception. The 6-1, 186-pound junior is Matthew Griffith, Griffith. Steinhoff now a quarterback here for the Hilltoppers. Hansborough still at running back, sends a man in motion, takes a snap, gives it to Hansborough, who ran into his own receiver, and he's going to get to about the 21-yard uh, line, and it's going to be two minutes to go here, and it's going to be second down. Yeah, Steinhoffen at quarterback following uh, Luke Josetti. I mentioned the other two quarterbacks in the program, uh, Frank Briscoe, Ben Schrader. It's going to be, a, after McDevitt graduates, it's going to be a, a great competition to see who's going to have that quarterback role uh, next season. Leo Sparks is the one that ran into Hansborough, claps the hands. Steinhoff gets it to Hansborough again. He's going to try to hit the corner, get to the 20, going to fight his way to maybe the 19 before he gets brought back. And yep, they're going to give him the 19, and it's going to be third down, minute 20 and counting here in this 
third quarter, 63-0 Hilltopper. Seeing uh, some different names on the uh, offensive line. You see uh, playing at left tackle here, sophomore uh, Bennett Merwin. Going to have two receivers left, one to the right. We'll get the rest of them after this play. Sends a man in motion, takes the snap, looks to throw, out pass, and it's going to be incomplete. Just missed the intended receiver. Also out there, good to see um, uh, two brothers, Ali Conradson and Augie Conradson, uh, a junior and a sophomore. They are the sons of um, offensive line coach Paul Conradson, and uh, it's great to see them both out on the field together. Uh, number 67, um, William Rick, the junior, also out there on the offensive line. Fourth down, Marquette, 33 seconds in, here in the third quarter and counting. Steinhoff takes the snap, looks downfield, throws it into the end zone, and it's incomplete, oh. and the receiver takes a big hit after that incompletion, and it will be a turnover on downs. That was very close and probably should have been a defenseless receiver penalty, but I guess with the way the game's going right now, we're going to let that one go. Yeah, junior tight end Patrick Pelican moved to tight end after starting out as an offensive lineman there, but was wide open down, not wide open, but open down the seam, and they, they collided with him. It was a big shot there. That's the end of the third quarter. Hilltoppers up 63 to nothing. When we come back, we'll start the fourth quarter here at the C.G. Schmidt broadcast booth. This is Hilltopper football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. More of Marquette Hilltoppers football presented by Gruber Law Offices returns next. Hi, I'm Mike Jerkin, founder of Magic Productions. We're a sound video and lighting production company based here in Milwaukee. Our creative team will help you take your event to the next level. Magic has become a go-to option for concerts, fundraisers, and corporate events around Milwaukee and the country. As a proud Marquette High alum, I'm thrilled to have Magic Production sponsor Marquette Hilltoppers Football. Learn more how we can bring creativity, passion, professionalism, and expertise to your next event. Please visit magicpro.com. That's M-A-J-I-C-P-R-O.com. Nothing like Friday Night Lights on the Gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices on 1017 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. We're back here at the C.G. Smith Broadcast Booth here at West Allis. The Built Hilltoppers playing the West Allis Bulldogs. 63-0 as we kick off the fourth quarter. The Bulldogs with the football. Takes a snap, high snap, comes up with it, has to scramble. Under pressure, gets away from one tackler, but he gets him again and brings him down. And uh, 91 for the Hilltoppers on the tackle. Yeah, that's Nick Piancos, the junior defensive lineman. Got good pressure. He stepped up at the pocket. Piancos did not give up on the play uh, and then was able to wrestle him down for the sack. Yeah, he mi missed him the first time, but finished the, finished the sack after that. Also in the game for the Hilltoppers is Augie Stengel in at safety. He is a senior defensive back for the Hilltoppers. Couple other new names: Damian Kasempa, uh, sophomore linebacker in the middle. Shotgun formation. Two receive, three receivers to the left, one to the right. Davis Jr. takes the snap, looks to, almost looks to run immediately, but I think he's undecided on what he wanted to do there, and he gets under pressure and brought down. Looked like he wanted to take off running, but he didn't, and all of a sudden the clock is pocket collapsed, and he gets sacked or tackled for a loss by Luke Merrick. Yeah, great play by Merrick there. He was under pressure 
almost immediately scrambling around and Merrick able to stay with him and drag him down. Yeah, I think you wanted to do a quarterback draw up the middle, but the interior defensive lineman of the Hilltoppers held their ground pretty well, and he had nowhere to go, and he just kind of didn't know what to do from there. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Davis in the shotgun with the back to his left, takes the snap, gives it to the back, and he gets brought down in the backfield by Daniel Bennett, who gets the running back, Wickersheim, down for a big loss. He's going to bring up fourth down. Daniel Bennett uh, having a great second half here. We saw him. Uh, he was the name we called out. We blocked the punt, almost scooped it up for the touchdown. Here he comes. Explosive. That was a very explosive play uh, off the uh, left defensive end spot and a uh, big hit by Bennett for the sack. Spano back, Spano back for the Hilltopper standing at the 35-yard line. The punter standing at his own goal line. That is Marie Smith, Jr., 9.45 and counting here. The punt is away. The low punt going to be fair caught at about the 36, 37-yard line. We'll see where the official spot the ball. Yeah, they had Calum uh, Ferber, the uh, sophomore receiver. He had a, uh, He's had a few catches this year in sort of this running clock situation, though, but uh, as a freshman, he was the leading receiver for the uh, the Hilltoppers freshman program. A number of touchdowns, great hands on that young man. And uh, with, with Hoffman and Cam Russell graduating, he's going to fit right in next year as probably one of the leading receivers for Marquette. Hands Rose still in a tailback. Josetti back in a quarterback. Trying to keep us on our toes to figure out who's out there. Receiver late coming in. It's going to be two receivers out to the left, one to the right. Josetti claps the hands, gets the snap, gives the handoff to Hansborough, who goes up the middle, and he's going to run to about the 30. Nice run by Hansborough. Yeah, Marquette keeping the ball on the ground. Just going to grind the rest of the fourth quarter out here. Nice run, though, by Hansborough. Seven-yard run on first down. Very nice run. Same formation as before, Hansborough. Started out to the right of the quarterback. They move him back to the left. Joe Setti looking over the defense. 8.25 and counting here. Takes the snap. Gives it to Hansborough again. And he gets a big run. Fighting his way to about the 22-yard line before being brought down. Steinhoff checking into the game for Joe Setti. Also checking in is J.J. Driscoll at one receiver position. And Galvin Corey in a tight end. Just a simple uh, force play off the right side, but great burst by Hansborough. He, he's a he's a great running back. Same formation, Hansborough to the right of Steinhoff. Steinhoff lifts his leg, sends a man in motion, claps his hands, takes a snap, gives it to Hansborough up the middle, fake the pass to the receiver, and he gets about six, about four yards before being brought down. It's going to be about second and six. It's impressive is just the strength that he shows in his legs. He, he gets hit, and it takes three, four, five Bulldogs to, to, to drag him to the turf as he's, as he's running. Hansborough, a senior, 5'10", 190-pound running back, and he can definitely run with some power. 720 and rolling here in the fourth quarter. Steinhoff takes a snap, throws it into the end zone, and it is incomplete just through the hands of the attended receiver, Chase Kennedy, the junior wide receiver. Yeah, Kennedy lining up there uh, at, at one of the outside receiver spots, and he had him. It was the same fade pattern that they ran to um, Cam Russell twice before, and the, the play was there. Uh, he, you just got to make that throw. You got to make that catch. 
Same formation. Hansborough now to the left of Steinhoff. Zarnecki by himself to the right. Takes the snap. Gives it to Hansborough up the middle. Fights inside the 15. Gets it all the way down to about the 8-yard line. And it's going to be 4th and 1 or maybe enough for the 1st, depending on the spot. It's almost as if they're running plays in with the quarterbacks like you do with a, with a flanker. they got Steinhoff and Josetti basically rotating in and out every play. Here's Josetti at quarterback now. Zarnecki checks out of the game as well. Will Clark, junior wide receiver, checking in. It's going to be fourth and one for the Hilltoppers. Hands roll to the left of Josetti. Claps the hands, gets the snap, runs up the middle. And he's fighting his way and gets enough for the first down. It's going to be another first and First down for the Hilltoppers. Nice little push there by uh, A.J. Erickson uh, on the offensive line. And Joe Steady with a nice little push, too, to help him out. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we won't mention that. Joe Setti comes out of the game, and this time number 25, Frank Briscoe in the game for the Hilltoppers, the uh, junior quarterback. Sophomore, actually, he was uh, through 17 touchdowns as a, as a freshman last year. His brother's here from out of town. I saw him at halftime. Takes a snap, gives it to Hansborough, and he goes up the middle and fights his way in, and he is going to be just short again at the one-yard line. Great jump cut there by Hansborough, showing off his athleticism as well as his power. I'm going to have to make sure to make a change on my sheet. I have him down as a junior, but I will switch him to sophomore. Shotgun formation, two receivers left, one to the right. Hansborough to the left of the quarterback. Claps the hands, takes the snap, gives it to Hansborough, and he walks in for a score. Another touchdown for the Hilltoppers. One-yard touchdown run by Hansborough, and it is 69-0 Hilltoppers with 4.53 here to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, nothing special there, just a, a zone play off the left side and great blocking. It's great to see these young Hilltoppers on the offensive line still uh, able to move guys around and, and open up those running lanes for Hansrow's now got two scores on the, on the night. Mitchell in for the kick, takes the snap, the kick is away, and it is good. We're going to pause 10 seconds for... Station ID, this is Hilltopper Football on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Milwaukee's Black Talk lives here. You are listening to 1017 FM, 1510 AM, WGKB Waukesha, and W269DL Milwaukee, a locally-owned Good Karma brand station. We are back here at the C.G. Schmidt Broadcast booth. The Hilltoppers up 70 to nothing here at 453 to go. Just giving you a quick update. The Brewers up 3-0 over the Cubs. Uh, last update I had about 29 minutes ago. Very strangely, Carlos Santana tripled to shallow right. That's I don't think Santana's much of a speed demon, so I'm kind of curious how he got a triple to shallow right. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the Brewers can uh, sort of alleviate some of the pain of last night's Packer loss. But obviously yeah. the big news of the week was the Dame Lillard trade. Yeah. And, uh, Dame is uh, money to the, to the Bucks. Yeah, excited got about it? that. Excited. We've been play <laughs> talking with all my players this week about that, talking with our coaching staff. Everyone's excited <laughs> to have him in Milwaukee. Yeah, so. I was at that Packer game yesterday and had some fun experience. Thanks to our producer tonight, uh, Kyle Wallace, for that. Kickoff will be from the 40-yard line for for Mitchell Henry. Kyle's handing out uh, Packer tickets. i got to get him <laughs> a sweatshirt, too. Just... No, nah, I didn't get the tickets from him, just the... Uh, <laughs> 
just uh, added to the experience a little got it, bit. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Henry kicks the ball deep down the field, and it's going to be fielded and dropped at the two-yard line by number four, Bat Brister, and Brister going into the end zone on this return and gets out to just past the five-yard line. So, yeah, the uh, Tunda Trio house up in uh, Green Bay, uh, house that Good Karma Brands has there for some tailgating. And uh, Kyle, who is now the midday host on ESPN Milwaukee or ESPN Wisconsin, uh, is one of the co-hosts for uh, the pregame show yesterday. And like I said, thanks to him, I got to experience the Tunda Trio house. Oh, that's, that sounds great. That sounds like a lot of fun. There was a big... Uh, Big play there by the special teams on Marquette number 31, Gabriel Barbosa, flying down the field, uh, making the uh, returner retreat into the end zone dangerously, comes yeah. out and starting off at about the six. Bristow in the slot to the right, quarterback by himself in the backfield. That's still Davis Jr., I believe. Three receivers to the left, empty backfield. Sends a man in motion, takes a snap, jet sweep, action, and number 94, Daniel Bennett says, uh-uh, makes a big play for a loss, and it's going to be, uh, a, looks like a flag in the end. Might be, a, might be a personal foul there. They, they'll give him the, about the one-yard line with forward progress rather than a safety, but flight coming in late, maybe a personal foul. It'll be a personal foul on Bennett. And Kyle, I was going to you know, talk about the Tundra Trio. We just had a kickoff I had to get to, sir. <laughs> three ten and counting here in the fourth quarter the personal foul going to take it to the 18 yard line be first and 10 Marquette keeping a number of those same sophomore juniors out there and uh, looking to hold the shutout always a badge of honor Davis Jr. in the quarterback. He has three receivers out to his right, one back in the backfield. Gives it to the back, and he goes nowhere, and he's going to get roped down, started by Bennett, and Bristol gets brought down by a host of Hilltoppers. Started off sprinting to his left. Uh, had no room there. Tried to cut back, but that whole entire uh, backside of the Marquette line was closing in on him, and a hit again there by number 94, Bennett. Big loss there, second and long for the Bulldogs. Three receivers out to the right again. Two of them started stacked, but they move over a little bit. Marie Smith Jr. in a tailback. Quarterback takes a snap under pressure, and he's going to get sacked. Sacked by number 94 again, the senior defensive lineman, Daniel Bennett. Bennett doesn't have a lot of football experience. Didn't play as a freshman, didn't play as a sophomore. He's out here now as a senior contributing to this uh, Marquette High team and uh, having a heck of a second half. It's third and even longer here. The ball at the five-yard line of the Bulldogs. Minute 30 to go here in the game. Some confusion on where Davis wants the uh, running back. Going to settle to the left of the quarterback. 
takes the snap, gives it to the back, starts out to his right, cuts it up the middle, and gets a couple before being Maurice brought Smith down by a host of Hilltoppers. Maurice Smith, the running back. Maybe a little sign of the future that you can see down on the Marquette sideline on the left here. Uh, number 12, we're in a jersey. That's a junior Hilltopper jersey with a McDevitt on the back. So uh, more McDevitts to come in the future, I'm sure, from a great family. One receiver out to the left, one to the right. Uh, it's a punt, never mind. That's why we have that formation, it's a punt. This. Low snap, has to pick it up, going to run it, and he gets brought down at the 10-yard line, and it's going to be first and goal. Hilltoppers here, but my guess is we won't run another play as we got about 35 or 25 seconds to go here in the game, and we won't run another play. That will bring us to the end of the game here at C.G. Schmidt's broadcast booth here at West Alice Sports Complex. Final score, 70-0. We'll be back in a minute or so to wrap this up and send you home. This is Hilltopper Football on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Nothing like Friday Night Lights on the Gridiron. You are listening to Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices on 101.7 The Truth. Live from the broadcast booth, here is Evan Witt-Tallison and Joe Damask. Back at the C.G. Schmidt Broadcast booth, I'm Evan Witt-Tallison, joined by Joe Damask. And 70-0 Hilltopper victory here over... West Alice Central Bulldogs and started out right in the first quarter, Joe, that the the uh, Hilltoppers wanted to kind of get right and send a message that whatever happened last week, that was last week, we're ready to uh, make a push. And with today's victory here tonight over the Bulldogs, the Hilltoppers are playoff bound. Yeah, clinching uh, a playoff spot, and obviously there's much higher expectations here for the for the Hilltoppers, uh, rather than just clinching a playoff berth, uh, but uh, but playing deep into October and into November. Uh, just a great all around to score ten touchdowns is amazing, and um, a number of different players could have uh, been player of the game. Uh, you know, Carson Tappa having two interceptions, one return Which for I a touchdown. About. Uh, but ultimately, uh, Evan, your player of the game is who? Uh, PRB. That's who my player of the game is. Uh, Peyton, uh, Roby Brown, three touchdowns today. Um, two on the ground, one through the air, or maybe it was the other way around. But either way, got in the end zone three times, and very impressive performance from him. He's a player that can beat you multiple ways, as we've seen. And he uh, could have had another one, a fourth that he uh, ended up not being able to come down with at about the five-yard line. If he caught it, he would have uh, walked in for a score. Yeah, it's great to see uh, Peyton Roby Brown, just just to see his explosiveness on the field. He's had that since, you know, he was a freshman. And uh, if you combine him and the talents of a Tommy Novotny, you get both those guys going. Tommy, you know, not his typical uh, workload tonight, but certainly um, – scoring a rushing touchdown and uh, a kickoff return for a touchdown. Just guys making plays all over the field from, uh, you know, on the offense, on the defense. Just a great overall statement victory for the Hilltoppers tonight. Well, Joe, welcome back to the broadcast booth. The uh, Hilltoppers welcomed you back with a 70 spot here tonight. Thank you for the, uh, the zip-up uh, sweatshirt here. Uh, it's quite comfortable here. I appreciate it. Appreciate you uh, rejoining the broadcast here tonight. 
And that'll do it for us here at the C.G. Schmidt Broadcast Booth. Final score, Marquette Hilltopper 70, the West Allis uh, Central Bulldogs nothing. Make sure to tune in next week as the Hilltoppers take on Brookfield Central back at Hart Park. Kickoff at 7 o'clock, pregame show 6.30 with Alex Telez. I'm Evan Watalison. Thank you so much for listening here tonight. Thank you to Kyle Wallace, the producer here tonight, the wearer of many hats for Good Karma Brands, and Joe Damask. Uh, thank you for your uh, uh, color commentary here tonight. We'll be back with you all next week. Have a great rest of your night and safe and great weekend. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, Helltoppers. This has been Marquette Hilltoppers Football, presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. And sponsored by Capital Insurance Agency, Magic Productions, Annex Wealth Management, C.G. Schmidt, Left's Lucky Town, Liberty Engineering, and Marquette University High School. Join the truth next Friday night for another exciting game as the Hilltoppers return home to host the Brookfield Central Lancers on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.